welcome to the Couples Coffee and Conversation Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Robin May, and presented by IBelieveInMarriage.com. This podcast is the place to gain tips and strategies to help you experience the love you've always wanted. Listen, marriage does not have to be lame, boring, or whack. We can laugh, love, and have a good time. So here is our promise. We will keep it real, stay relevant, but our goal is to never, ever compromise Christ. Visit IBelieveInMarriage.com slash podcast for more information. We are super excited to open up opportunities for your business to sponsor our podcast. Simply email us at contact at IBelieveInMarriage.com. I can't wait to dive into today's content, but first, go ahead, tell your family and friends to join us. Let's grow together. Welcome to episode 20 of the Couples Coffee and Conversation podcast. It's your host, Robin May, and I am so excited about being 20 episodes in. I hope you've had a chance to fully dive into each episode, and I am really excited about this one. But first, remember to stay connected to this podcast. You can do so by visiting IBelieveInMarriage.com slash podcast. The I Believe in Marriage Network is all about empowering couples to truly experience the customized marriage that God intended for them. Our goal with our podcast is to have transparent and intimate conversations with individuals and couples to help us all on our journey. If you want daily inspiration for your marriage, make sure you're following our Instagram page. It is, I believe, underscore in marriage. And remember, my calendar is open for me to come and join you at your event. You can go to IBelieveInMarriage.com slash founder, fill out the request form, and I will be there with you if my calendar is available for that date. <laughs> okay, our podcast today is dealing with conflict in your marriage, fighting fair, and three words every couple needs to remember. During this episode, we are going to cover a lot and we're going to fully dive into the depths of dealing with conflict in your marriage. Okay, let's go ahead and get started. A few years ago, my really good friend Katie Bo and I covered this topic of fighting fair in marriage on his radio show. If you're familiar with him, you know it's Praise 102.5 in Atlanta. Well, when I tell you, I was so, so surprised at how many people called in because they thought it was inappropriate for couples to fight at all in their marriage. And can I tell you, as a professional therapist who has worked with many, many, many couples, I was so very surprised and quite frankly, I was concerned. See, when I hear people say they never, ever argue, I see that as a red flag. I don't necessarily see that as a good thing. And if you talk to most marriage therapists or researchers, you may be shocked to find that not arguing is not necessarily a sign of a healthy relationship. So when people say we never, ever argue, that doesn't automatically mean that's a healthy relationship. Now, what is an indication of a healthy relationship is how the couple handles arguments. So when you have conflict, how you handle it, how you deal with intense conversations, that is more of a sign of whether or not your relationship is healthy. Listen, y'all, even Jesus, you know, Jesus, the one who died on the cross to save us from our sins. Even he had moments when he had to go there to get people in line. So again, when I hear people say that they never argue, I am frankly concerned. But 
I will say that what I came to understand with many of the people who gave pushback when it came to whether or not couples should fight or whether or not they or what it means to fight fair. When I um, listened to them, many of those people took the word fight literally. And listen, as a licensed professional counselor, I get that because all of us, me and you, all of us, we listen to things and we take them through our own filter. So if you were raised in a home or you come from an environment when people were actually fighting like fist fighting, then when you hear me say, come on now, you got to fight fair. You may cringe because you're thinking, I mean, if you hit me, I need to hit you back fairly. (laughs) So just in case you are thinking that way too, let me go ahead and disarm you. This conversation is about the importance of learning how to deal with moments of conflict in a more productive manner. I'm telling you, I do not mean physical fighting. That's never, ever okay. And what I want to do is coach you through when it's time to fight. When do you and your spouse need to go ahead and have a real intense conversation? And if you're going to do that, how do you do that fairly? How do you fight fair? And again, fist fighting is not what we're talking about. It's those times when you're having those moments of heated fellowship. Those moments of disagreement are just a plain old straight up argument. And you may be wondering why this conversation is even necessary or why I said it concerns me when people tell me they never argue. Well, remember, the Bible tells us in Proverbs that iron sharpens iron. You got to ask yourself, how does that happen? How does iron sharpen iron? Well, let me tell you, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you with friction. The iron sharpening process is not comfortable, y'all. It's not gentle. In order for one piece of iron to sharpen another piece of iron, it requires some friction. Can I break this down to you real quick? God does some of his good work in us, especially if we yield ourselves to him in the midst of our times of friction. He does his best work, his good work in those challenging times. So, It's important in your marriage that you're not afraid of the tough moments. So let's dive into this in a bit more detail so that we can understand when we should fight or when we should deal with something intensely and how do we do it fairly as possible or as fairly as possible. Okay. First, I believe that as a couple, you and your spouse can learn a lot about what's going on in your marriage through those intense disagreements. So let me go over a few things that I think you can discover. Number one, In the midst of intense situations or conversations, we can learn if there are any lingering issues that we haven't dealt with in our marriage. We're going to talk about this a little bit later, but let me say often when you are in the heat of the battle, you get to see what issue you thought was resolved, but it's actually still there. Well, how does that happen? Because you know how it goes when you're in the midst of a discussion about this situation, then your spouse brings up this old situation that you thought had been resolved that lets you know the person may still be in their feelings about it and they are still dealing with it. If they're still bringing it up or is something about it that is is not fully resolved. And that's important for you to know. So we get to learn about any lingering issues that haven't been dealt with. Here's another thing I think we can discover. I think when we're dealing with intense conversations, we can discover any vulnerabilities in our marriage. Every marriage has vulnerable spots. Let me tell you that again. Every and I mean every marriage. I don't care what folks tell you. Every marriage has vulnerable spots. And if you think you and your spouse do not have any areas of vulnerability, ma'am, sir, that is your area of vulnerability. You have a lack of awareness because every couple has them. And what often happens in an argument 
is those vulnerabilities are exposed in the midst of an argument. Your spouse will make you aware of your own blind spots and vice versa. So, you know, we all have blind spots, things about ourselves that we just can't see. And in the midst of an argument, your spouse can help you see that and can help you see where there's some vulnerabilities or some blind spots in your marriage. Listen, my husband has helped me over the years to see that I have a hard time letting something go until he sees it my way. Like, I'm just going to ride the point until he sees it my way. Y'all, that's hard to hear or to realize. But over the years, I've come to see that that's true. And that's an area that needs to be dealt with in our marriage. And so I could go on and on and list a couple of vulnerabilities that we have in our marriage. Um, But I'm not going to keep telling y'all all my business. (laughs) But no, seriously. So we all have them. Here's another thing that I believe that we can learn in times of intense fellowship. One more thing is that we can learn that our relation that during our relationship um, or we I'm sorry, let me calm down because I got a little crunk there. Okay. We can learn during intense conversations what our spouse really needs. So many times it's hard for people to come right out and express what is most important to them. And you might be thinking, well, I have no problem doing that. I can tell you what's most important to me. Well, there is a check for you. Way to go. I'm proud of you. But what if that is not as easy for your spouse? So many times in the midst of intense conversations, when your partner is feeling really, really frustrated or when you're feeling really, really frustrated, it gives you more boldness to speak on what you need. And listen, you want to hear it. You want to hear if there is an area that your spouse is really needing something from you and you're not meeting that need. Now, it may not mean that you're automatically going to meet that need, but that needs to be an area that you guys talk about. And often that can come out in the midst of intense conversations. So here's the bottom line. When a couple does not deal with conflict, the relationship becomes constipated. You hear me? When you are afraid of conflict, you just keep stuffing issues. And y'all know when you stuff, it's going to come out in some way. Don't let me get graphic. But when we stuff, 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 it's going to come out in some way. And that's not often in a healthy way. That's why couples find themselves fighting over something that seems so minor. Is because they stuffed and stuffed and eventually it came out on an insignificant issue. It's important for you and your spouse to deal with your stuff. And it's also important for you and your spouse to know your own conflict style. If you notice, we don't have a freebie um, for you to sign up for for this episode, but I do have something for you because listen, if you think about it, what if you are the person who is ready to go toe to toe and your spouse prefers to let things ride? Or what if both of you are passive and neither one of you like to deal with issues? Or what if you both are the toe to toe type? You and your spouse needs to know y'all need to know how you deal with conflict. I told y'all I've been on this awareness kick. It's so critical that we are aware of what's going on so that we can deal with it appropriately. So with that in mind, you got to be aware of your conflict style and how that impacts your connection. So Here's what I want you to do. Go to ibelieveinmarriage.com and click on resources. You will find a list of conflict styles in the article section. Okay, so go to ibelieveinmarriage.com, click on resources. You'll see an option that says articles and there you will see conflict styles. And I'll have that link in the show notes. Okay, so let me tell you again. I want you to trust me on this one. It is okay if you and your spouse periodically have intense discussions or arguments, fellowship, whatever you want to call it. It's okay, and that's a part of the journey of marriage. But y'all know there was a but coming, didn't you? Okay, 
But while couples should be okay with dealing with tough things, we don't want to go to the other extreme and fight about everything. So there are three words that every couple needs to remember when it comes to dealing with conflict in marriage. Are you ready for these three words? Isn't that a song? These three words. Yeah, I really, you and my husband and I are getting ready to launch a church. And isn't that a, I just dropped a bomb in case you didn't know that. I mean, that's a big statement. When you say that, it's kind of like, really, Robin? You didn't say y'all are getting ready to go on vacation or y'all are getting ready to buy a new car. You're getting ready to launch a big old church. But anyway, did y'all hear how I just sung that? I'm thinking I should be on the praise and worship team. These three words. Anyway. All right. So when dealing with conflict and marriage, there are three words that every couple needs to know. You need to put it on your smartphone, put it in your house, put it on a poster board. The three words are pick your battles. Y'all, you got to learn how to pick your battles battles. The same way that I said I get concerned when a couple tells me that they never ever have any arguments, it's the same way I get concerned if all you do is argue. If you and your spouse cannot have a conversation without it turning into a war or one of both of you shutting all the way down, y'all, that concerns me just as much. And many times relationships are contentious because we haven't learned the art of picking our battles. Hear me, whether it's with your spouse, your coworker, your boss, your employee, your frat brother, your cousin or your mama. Before you decide to go there, you need to ask yourself, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Uh, uh, uh. Y'all know this. Y'all know by now, if you have listened to any of the previous episodes, these songs and these commercials just pop in my head. It might be a little bit of ADD. But anyway, you know that. And I don't think is it worth it is a good song, is it? Anyway, is it worth it? And the truth is no one can answer that question for you, but you listen, y'all, we're going to deal with this whole idea of picking your battles for a little bit in this conversation, a little bit more. We're going to go into depth of this because I really think this is a critical piece to learning whether or not you should fight and how to fight fair. And this is a critical piece. You got to pick your battle before any president goes into any kind of war. I promise you, he has to ask himself, is it worth it before a first responder goes into a situation? Like if they're, if they're up on a, if it's a firefighter and they're coming up against a fire, they have to ask themselves, is it worth it? Is, is, is it even realistic if we go in here that we're going to be able to uh, bring anybody out? Listen, let's go biblical. Before David decided to fight Goliath, he asked himself, is it worth it? In other words, will the anticipated outcome really be beneficial when compared to the cost of the battle? I could preach that. Listen to me. Will the anticipated outcome really be beneficial? Is what I'm going to get really going to be beneficial when I compare it to the cost of the battle? My daughter recently did her, um, participated in market day at her school where they create things and they sell it to their peers. Well, I, we were having, well, my husband was teaching her about the, you're having to pay for supplies, your time, um, everything, uh, the, the, um, what we're doing to decorate your table. You need to add all of that up all of what you're putting into it and then look at what you're going to get out of it. And is that matching? Is it worth it? So we had to help her figure out how to make it worth it for her. And that's the same thing when it comes to issues in our marriage. Listen, in first Samuel 17, David said, what will I get for killing this Philistine? David was asking before I engage in this battle, what is the reward? 
Listen, when we engage in a battle or let's just say when we stand firm on a certain situation, we are saying, listen, this means a lot to me. And I'm willing to really go there on this issue because this issue truly means something to me. It's like placing a stake on the landscape of your relationship. That's why, again, it's so important to pick your battles. Listen, you don't want to be one of those people who always has an issue with something. I often ask my clients to answer this question honestly. I ask them, would the people closest to you say that they feel like they have to walk on eggshells around you? And I mean, people, including your spouse, should not have to be super duper careful about absolutely everything they say, because anything they say could upset you. Remember, I said picking your battle is like placing a stake on the landscape of your relationship, because this issue is important to you. You want to make sure that you make this issue the thing. But if you daily have like 10 stakes laying around, y'all, that can get to be exhausting. I mean, today you have issue one, issue two, issue three, issue four, issue five, issue six. Like you keep having all these stakes laying around because everything is a big deal. I want you to imagine if your spouse gives you a review and tells you, listen, did I say your spouse? I'm sorry. If your boss gives you a review and tells you there are 25 areas I want you to improve. Y'all, wouldn't that shut you all the way down? Wouldn't it be much better if your boss said, here are two or three areas I'd like you to work on. It's the same thing in your marriage. You don't want to have so many issues that your spouse feels like there is no way they can ever measure up to all of your expectations. So it's important to be able to fight fairly. And I'm going to coach you on how to do that shortly. But first, you have to, again, understand how critical it is to pick your battles. Feelings are like waves, y'all. We can't stop them from coming, but we can decide which one we're going to surf. Okay. so remember, not every battle has a worthwhile reward and not every reward is worth what may be lost. Y'all need to tweet that because not every reward, like you might win, you might win. But my dad used to tell me all the time, you could be dead, right? Like he would say, you might be right about that issue, but you're going so hard. You could kill the relationship. You could kill um, um, the hopes of doing something in the future. So you, you may win, but is it going to be worth what you lost? And you got to take some time to ask yourselves that. Now, let me pause here and say, say this, just like it's important to pick your battles. It's also important that you are open to hear the concerns of your spouse, because even as I'm going through this, what I'm thinking about is some of what I see in dynamics of relationships. So it's just as important that you aren't super sensitive so that when your spouse does share a concern that you become emotionally manipulative, manipulative by saying, see, I never do anything right. You always have a problem. That can be emotionally manipulative because that type of response can make it very difficult for your spouse to have a safe space to share what they need in the relationship. If your spouse brings you a concern and your response always is, I can't ever do anything right. Well, then how do they let you know when they have a concern about something, especially if they bring the concern to you and then there's no resolve? 
All right. All right. Yeah. So let's go back to talking about picking your battles. If you or your spouse find that one of you finds it hard to pick your battles. In other words, if you find yourself arguing about almost everything, let me share with you. Um, let's see. I'm gonna share with you five reasons that it may be difficult for you to pick your battles, because maybe if you can get an understanding of why you go so hard about everything, it may help you to bring some resolve to that. OK, so here is reason number one that people sometimes find it hard to pick their battles. The first reason is honestly fear. Sometimes people who always find something to fight about are afraid that if they don't address the issue, then the issue will get totally out of hand or they feel that their spouse may get away with doing whatever they are doing, or they may be afraid that they will be dealing with this issue forever. So they are afraid. They're fearful. They're like, no, we got to deal with this now because I don't want this to get out of control. And they're afraid that it won't ever be dealt with. So it's important to pay attention to whether or not you are making everything a big deal and you're not learning how to pick your battles because there's some kind of fear there. Here's another reason. And this one is a big one. Another reason why we might find it hard to pick our battles is because of pride. Often we can make an issue out of everything because of pride. You or your spouse may feel like you know how things should go. And when things don't go your way, it frustrates you. And so you feel like if you would just do it the way I say do it, or if you would just follow my lead, or if you would just listen to me, then we wouldn't have this issue. And so your pride won't let you let things go. I told you I was going to give you five reasons. It may be hard for people to pick their battles. Here's the third reason, defensiveness. Many, many times when someone feels unheard, I really want you to hear this. And I want you to consider this from the perspective of your, of your spouse. Does your spouse feel unheard by you? Or do they feel as though their concerns are minimized by you? If so, they're going to become defensive. And that defensiveness can lead to even small things being a really big deal, all because they want to be heard. So if that's you, you need to really consider that. I mean, listen. Uh, I'm going to get ahead of myself. I'm going to stop because that, that one's really moving me. You want to make sure that you are cleaning your filter to be able to hear if your spouse feels dismissed by you. All right. Here's the fourth one is ignorance, y'all. Really? One of the reasons why people have a hard time picking their battles is ignorance. Now, when you hear a word like ignorance, it can often sound offensive. But remember, y'all, ignorance is simply a lack of knowledge. And hear me. Some people have never been taught that everything doesn't have to be a big thing. And if no one has taught you any different, you may think that you always have to quote unquote, keep it real, you know, or if you come from a household or you were raised to stand up for yourself or you better, you, you don't let anybody punk you or um, you don't let people get away with things. You think that that's the only way to handle conflict. So it really may be ignorance. You may not, ha or maybe if I should just say it's a lack of knowledge. No one has taught you. So I'm going to teach you really quick what the Bible says. The Bible says this, and this changed uh, my life. Uh, it made me respond differently. <laughs> yeah, I'm on one day, aren't I? Okay. So listen, this really did change my life. Remember, the Bible tells us a fool vents all his feelings. 
a wise man holds them back. Y'all, when I read that, I said, oh my God. So I'm teaching you that. You don't always have to tell everything you feeling and thinking all the time. Your spouse doesn't have to be your dumping ground all the time. Okay, so here's the last one. I told you I was going to tell you five reasons people may have a hard time picking their battles. Here's the fifth one. It could oftentimes it could just be personal frustration. Many times you have a hard time sorting through what's worth dealing with when you have a lot of things going on in your life, maybe work, health, kids, whatever it is. And so instead of dealing with that, you lash out at someone else. So if you're having some personal frustration, you may have a hard time sorting through what's really important. And that might be why you're having a hard time picking your battles. All right. Was that some good stuff so far? All right. So let's recap what we've talked about. We know that it is not necessarily a bad thing. If you or your spouse have times of intense fellowship, disagreements or arguments. If y'all fight every once in a while, y'all, that's not a bad thing. As a matter of fact, researchers and therapists have found that couples who are not afraid to argue are often healthier than couples who shy away from conflict. But while arguments aren't necessarily a bad thing, we also have covered that it is also not healthy for couples to argue all the time about everything. We've also covered how important it is for couples to memorize and implement these three powerful words. Say them with me. You ready? Let's say it on the count of three. One, two, three. Pick your battles. We have talked about why couples have a hard time picking their battles. And now I'm going to give you some tips on how to do that. So I told you why you may have a hard time picking your battles. And I told y'all I was going to stay here a little while on this conversation, on this part of the conversation, because I think it's so important. So now let me give you some tips on how to pick your battles, how to do it. One of the first things you have to learn how to manage your expectations of your spouse. You know, often um, what happens is that we show a lot of great. Oh, I wrote a meme about this. Gosh, I wish I had it in front of me. But we show a lot of grace towards ourselves and our issues, but we go hard on our spouse's issues. And if we could give our spouse the same grace that we give ourselves or seek to give our spouse the same grace that God gives us, it would make things so much better. When it comes to an issue in your marriage, y'all, you got to make sure you're not making something that's a preference. Like you have a preference or something and you're making it a principle. So your spouse, you got to manage your expectations of them. And the very same thing that you hold as a preference that they may not hold as a preference. Let me tell you what I mean by that. Many times we can get into these heated arguments with our spouse because, again, we're making something that is a preference, a principle. You prefer to have your spouse do things a certain way. But what if they were taught or what if they simply prefer to do it differently? If you want to learn how to pick your battles, ask yourself this. Is this issue just my preference or is this an issue that's a principle that we need to pay attention to? Let me give you that question again. Is this issue just my preference or is this a principle that we need to pay attention to? Let me give you some examples. A preference may be how your spouse puts away groceries or the way they put the toilet tissue on the roll or even maybe how they choose to wash the clothes. Maybe they want to wash the whites and the colors together. So those things are preferences and all those are simply how you want to do it. But let me give you some examples of principles, maybe how the two of you engage with the opposite sex. 
maybe how you handle money, maybe what you do when it comes to the children. Those things are principles that you need to be on one accord because that's tied to your values. So you got to make sure you understand the difference between principle and a preference and that you're managing your expectations of your spouse, that you're not trying to make your spouse be you. Another thing to pay attention to when learning how to pick your battles, y'all, is to simply be considerate. Before you go there on an issue with your spouse, I want you to be considerate. Is your spouse dealing with something major at work? Is there an ailing parent or some concern in their extended family? Ladies, let me talk to you really quick. Um, You know, many of you, this is for husbands and wives. We have created the Couples Connection, which is an online resource for married couples. Well, recently, um, Dr. Tara Jenkins did a bonus section for us within the wives intensive. And one of the things she was talking about is how wives have to be very, very careful in particular that our voices don't just become static to our husbands because we always have something to say and we're always pointing something out after a while our spouses can begin to, um, tune us out. If you guys have ever, um, are you the kind of people who put stickies, um, sticky notes on your dashboard or at your office around your cubicle, or maybe you put up a vision board in, in your closet. And if you notice after a while, after a few weeks or maybe a couple of months, it begins to blend into the background. It doesn't stand out as much because you're just used to it being there. That's why I coach people to have mobile motivators, but that's a whole nother conversation. Well, You want to make sure, wives, that we don't become just blend into the background of our husband's mind because we always have something to say. That was a quick tip from Couples Connection. Y'all should go ahead and sign up. Go to pauseandconnect.com. Okay. So before you go there on the issue with your spouse, I want you to make sure that you're being considerate. Husbands, wives, is there something going on with your spouse that is causing them to kind of be in a tough space? If so, can you imagine what would happen if we were just considerate? of one another, just as the Bible says in Philippians, it says, don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You have an issue going on, but but maybe your spouse does. Maybe your spouse has something going on. That's not directly about you. It may be something going on with them. And if your spouse is going through a tough season, that does not mean you don't ever bring up any issues, but it will be great if you were more sensitive during that time. All right, let's keep, um, keep moving. The third way that will help you learn how to pick your battles is to create, oh my God, a conflict management strategy. Y'all, I I don't know if I'm going to talk about this in a minute, but just in case I don't, let me break this down to you real quick. All conflict cannot be resolved. Um, And there's actually one marriage expert that does not agree with that. It's a marriage expert that I actually respect, um, but they don't agree with that principle. Um, And that's just an area we got to agree to disagree Um, because I don't believe all conflict can be resolved. Some things just have to be managed because if let me say this, if resolution for you means that we fully agree on the issue, um, then that may not happen on everything. But you should have a conflict management strategy. You and your spouse should have a strategy on how you deal with issues. Listen, if y'all don't have a strategy, that's a challenge. When you are concerned about something, do you immediately go there or do you give your spouse a heads up that there's something you want to talk about? Like, how do you handle that? If you have a problem when your spouse walks in the door, do you say, excuse me, let me talk to you for a minute. (laughs) How do do you deal with it? Do you, as soon as your spouse um, calls you, you pick up the phone and say, hey, I need to talk to you about this. 
or do you give them a heads up? Hey, honey, there's something I kind of want to talk to you about. Is now a good time or would you prefer to talk about it in a couple of hours? How do you handle that? How do the two of you handle it when you are in the midst of a heated argument and you can tell it's taking a turn for the worse? Now, you know, y'all, we can tell when we're about to go down a path that we probably don't need to go down. How do you make sure that you don't keep going and cause more issues? Let me ask you, how do you make sure that you if you can tell it's going down the wrong path? How do you make sure that? You stop it from going there while still paying attention to your spouse's concerns. All of that is what happens when you create a conflict management strategy. All right. If you need some help with that, holler at us. All right. Another way to learn how to pick your battles is to be self-aware. I want you to figure out what's really important to you so that you aren't moved by every situation. Remember, we talked about the importance of not having 20 issues daily. That can just be too overwhelming. So I want to break something down to you. I just want you to remember this. The same way your spouse wears you out at times, I want you to know that you probably get on their nerves as well. I say to my clients all the time, listen, you may not be as easy to live with as you think. So you got to be self-aware. You got to know you got some stuff and you need to pick which is most important to you so that you're not always acting like the issue is always your spouse. All right. Here's the last suggestion I have for learning how to pick your battles. Hear me. Can you take a deep breath with me? Y'all know almost every episode I ask you to take a deep breath. Take a deep breath with me. I want you to understand the ebb and flows of relationships. Sometimes you just got to let your relationship breathe. Don't put so much pressure on it. Maybe you and your spouse are dealing with a financial strain. Maybe you're starting a new endeavor, you know, like launching a big old church. (laughs) Or maybe one of you just got through a health scare. Sometimes you just need to call a ceasefire. Just be for a little bit. Just just let your relationship breathe. All relationships go through stages and you got to learn how to discern the stage that you're in. So you can learn how to pick your battles when you just learn how to understand the ebb and flow of relationships. Did y'all see how my whole tone just changed just then? Let me tell you, that's what I do with my clients and I do it with my girlfriends too, and with my husband and they, and my girlfriends and my husband get really annoyed. They all always say, listen, don't put your therapy voice on me. Don't start talking all calm and relaxed so that you could calm me down. But then it just calm you down. It worked, didn't it? All right. Okay, family, we are about to wrap it on up. I want to close our conversation by sharing with you five rules for fighting fair. Five rules for fighting fair. If you and your spouse are going to have a heated argument, let me share with you how you can deal with it most appropriately. I'm going to give you these really quick. All right. And they're, they're very quick. So let's go. Number one, before you begin the conversation, I encourage you to have a preset time that you will finish or a keyword that each of you knows that it's time to pause. So if you're about to have a heated conversation, say, okay, listen, baby, let's just set the, let's, let's set the alarm for depending on the intensity of the issue. You might say 45 minutes, you may say an hour. You You might say 30 minutes. You just have a preset time and say, let's start wrapping it up. You can also have a key word that lets y'all know is going somewhere. Um, You you might want to say too far or 
um, flag on the, my husband's son, and I sometimes say flag on the play. It's so corny, but we do. We might say, and he got that from his frat brothers, actually. But we might say flag on the play, like something to let you know, wait, 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 that's going too far. And that's what you do when you respect one another, because your goal is not to hurt one another. You hear that? That's what you do when you respect one another, because your goal is not to hurt one another. And if your goal is to hurt your spouse, we got bigger issues and y'all need to come and see me. Okay. All right. So five rules of fighting fear. Number one, have a preset time that you will finish or a keyword that lets you know it's time to bring it down. Number two, operate from a place that wants the best for one another. Start in your mind. I want the best for my spouse. I want my spouse to win. I want them to be um, um, what they are supposed to be. So I'm going to start this conversation from that place. Number three, stay on topic as much as you can. I did a whole um, um, webinar on this, but it's very easy for us to go down the rabbit trail. Do not go down the rabbit trail. Stay on topic. Number four, accept your role in the conflict. Do you know how this arming it will be if you go to your spouse and say listen the other day I responded to you in a way that was disrespectful um, and it um, demeaned how much you do for us and our family and I want to apologize for that because that was not um, cool on my end now do you mind if we kind of talk about kind of why I went there and what was going on with me and maybe how we could deal with this differently do y'all see how disarming that would be? Because you're accepting your role in the conflict. Y'all better rewind that and write that down and keep it somewhere and just pull out your phone and say it verbatim like I just said it, okay? <laughs> and then number five, I kind of talked about this earlier. I got ahead of myself, but just don't be disrespectful. Try your best not to be disrespectful. You're not going to win. And remember, if you win and your spouse loses, the marriage loses. And so there's no benefit in disrespect. As we close out, let me go back to that conversation real quick. There's no benefit to disrespect. I want y'all to remember that the Bible says it's the little foxes that destroys the vine. And what happens over the years of our marriage, we say little things, we do little things, we eat away at the foundation of our marriage. Ladies, our mouths can tear our husbands apart slowly, little bit by little bit. We say little things that are demeaning and disrespectful. And then we look up and we've lost their heart and we're wondering why. Fellas, it's the same thing. You say things that are disrespectful, demeaning. You're literally pushing her away and you lose her heart. And once you lose her heart, it's really hard to get it back. So be careful about being disrespectful. All right. As we close out, let me share my final thoughts on this topic. There are just things that I want to share with you that I've learned over my many years of working with couples, studying marriage um, and just um, helping people through these journeys. So this is going to be sort of like a mind dump on this topic of conflict management and fighting fair. So I'm going to give you these final um, pointers and literally it's just going to be like a rapid fire. I'm just going to let you know these last few things that are on my mind. Then we're going to wrap up. OK, so remember, the Bible teaches us not to let our issues fester. It's not even biblical just to sit on stuff and never deal with it. You just got to be wise on whether or not it's your stuff, if it's your stuff or whether or not it really is a relationship thing. Make sure you listen before you speak. James tells us be slow to speak and quick to hear. Listen before you speak. Listen to what your spouse is telling you. One of my good, 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 one of my besties, she tells me all the time or she does it all the time. She'll say, Robin, I just got quiet. Cause I just wanted to hear what he had to say. I wanted to hear the way he was thinking. And I always laugh at her because the women in my family, that's not normally how we do. We always have a whole lot to say. And she's really taught me. She's only been married a couple of years, but in that she's really taught me just be quiet. 
Just listen to what he is having to say. So remember, just just listen so you can really hear. Remember, this may be hard to accept. I told y'all earlier, but some conflicts will not be resolved. They're just going to be managed. Another thing, it's important for those of um, you who say that you never, ever argue. So for those of you who are still like, yeah, Robin, I hear you. And I actually like you, girl, but I don't agree with this. I don't think we should ever argue. I want you to remember this. Passive aggressiveness can be just as destructive as overt aggression. Passive aggressiveness can be just as destructive as overt aggression. So you're not necessarily being better by being passive. Okay. Next, don't act as if there is never an issue simply because you are afraid to deal with the tough stuff. Don't ignore it just because you're afraid of it. This one here is critical. You should never, ever use your spouse's vulnerability against them. Y'all, that's dangerous. Your spouse will never be free to share with you if if when they share, you throw it up in their face later on. Like, um, um, that's, that's you, you acting just like your mama. I know you didn't have a good relationship with your mama. You acting just like your mama or you ain't nobody, but your daddy. Like if your spouse has shared some vulnerabilities with you in the past and then you throw it in their face in times of conflict, you might as well take their heart and throw it out as well. And then finally, and this one is perfect to end on. And I think I just said this a few minutes ago, but I'll say it again. If one person has a problem, the relationship has a problem. Don't make the mistake of saying things like that's her issue or that has nothing to do with me. Now, I talked about that a little bit because we need to do that ourselves. Like I need to be able to say, wait a minute, Robin, this issue is not about your husband. You just had a really tough time at work today. And so now you're coming home and you're being um, really uh, what's the word? You're being aggressive with him when really this is your stuff. So I can do that, but you shouldn't do that to your spouse. And if it concerns your spouse, listen, it should concern you as well. If something is concerning your spouse, it should concern you as well. All right. All right, guys, I hope that this conversation has helped you. Remember, go to IBelieveInMarriage.com and click on resources and then you will click on articles and there will be a list of conflict styles there for you and your spouse to go over. And this is what I would encourage you to do. Even if your spouse does not listen to the Couples Coffee and Conversation podcast, I think this is the one for y'all to listen to together. You listen to it. Encourage your spouse to listen to it. Ladies, tell your spouse, listen, honey, if you could just listen to this, it is about 42 minutes. Listen to it on your way to work. Listen to it as you're working out. And then let's talk about it because, baby, I mean, I think it would really, really help our marriage or husbands. You might want to say, honey, listen, I know sometimes I can be a bit aggressive or I can I don't want to talk about stuff that you want to talk about. I'm telling you, honey, listen to this podcast and then let's talk about it. okay? because I believe if y'all listen to this and then come up with um, what you want to apply to your marriage, I I believe you'll see a transition in your connection. All right, guys, until next next time. Here's to your I do. Take care. Well, that's it for this session. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Listen, a lot of times during these episodes, I know that you may need some further support or you want to dive a little bit deeper on what it takes to really create a marriage that God intended just for you and your spouse. Well, I would love for you to consider joining me in the Couples Connection community. The Couples Connection is a virtual place for you and your spouse to pause long enough to prioritize your marriage. I believe the Couples Connection is just the thing that you need to have ongoing resources to help you and your spouse. You can check it out by visiting www.pause.com 
pauseandconnect.com. That's pauseandconnect.com. I hope to see you over in the Couples Connection.